Street Fighter 2, the animated movie. Uh, it's a film released in uh, August 6, 1994. It's our the second ever video game movie. Congratulations. I'm Dylan Alvento. Player one here, Joe Wetmore. And I'm Nick Nundall. And this is Attract Mode. I'll send that to the. To <laughs> <laughs> That's not the same, but no. fight. Street Fighter. Who do you guys know anything about Street Fighter going into this? Because I knew basically nil. I've played most Street Fighter games, but not with the intent of understanding lore. Just sure. button mashing. Yeah, that's pretty much the same. But I've played nearly all of them, but not. Not ever keeping track of the story, except that recently I learned that Cammy is actually a clone of Bison, Whoa. which is a really weird thing to. T- I, but we won't have to go into that because it's not related to this movie. No, actually, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, yeah, let's let's well, talk well, about that. Well, it, it's a pretty early scene. We can get to it, but yeah. it, it's it's interesting how there's no Street Fighter one, the animated movie. Yes, <laughs> that is. It Street, starts with two. <laughs> Street Fighter two, the animated film. It's all about branding. Yeah. Which, if only we had some kind of branding expert here, we might be able to get yes. into it more. But if only someone knew branding. Yeah, I knew nothing about this the, about Street Fighter at all, basically, and I was just frantically googling stuff to, because I don't say the characters' names at certain points. But I love this movie to a certain extent because it feels very Transformers, the animated movie, to me. Yeah, like it's very like we got a budget, and the cartoons they're gonna curse. <laughs> and, and, that's and more a, and that, you know, yeah <laughs> so movie starts off with uh um a a thunderstorm uh with a, a lot of japanese credits playing over top yeah but they that they don't translate like i mean the, the there's english dub but like it's, it's a fully localized movie because there's more than just dubbing they did a lot of like character name changes right. and uh like visuals on screen change for the american audience or mm-hmm. english audience but yeah, for some reason, this they were like, nope, keep the Japanese names, which I was okay with. But yeah. uh, so it's opening scene, it's uh, Ryu fighting Sagat, Sagat, who I had to look up. I'm like, oh, who? so you don't even know that much? No, okay, I, I knew all yeah. the character names. No, 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 I, I, I got knew, that far. I knew, I knew Ryu and I knew Ken. Yeah, and then anything past that, oh, I knew <laughs> Vega, I think. Sure, and, and Chun Li. The only one I couldn't I, remember off the top of my head. Every character in the movie, and I know, and I know, <laughs> Dulcim. The only one I couldn't remember off the top of my head was T Hawk, and I knew when I was watching, I was like, "Oh, here's the stereotypical Native American name guy." Yeah, I will say, I always thought his name was Tomahawk, not Thunderhawk. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, me too. Yeah, so that one, yeah, I just thought yeah. T Hawk was Tomahawk. So but... Ryu was fighting Sagat, um, in during a thunderstorm, just like on a field. Yes, like, you on do. On a field, not on a street. No, no again. But, <laughs> but there's flashes of lightning, and then in between the periodical frightening. flashes of lightning, they flash to just a road. Yeah. And then just back to, to imply the that this is Street Fighter. <laughs> right. Yeah. Even though they're not fighting on I the street. I didn't have the budget to shoot on the street. I, I, uh, we had to get to the road close movie. for that. I had a really weird realization where I was like, street. Fighting, street, fighting, <laughs> yeah. street, fighting, street, fighting. All and right. it kept going back and forth. Well, I guess my thoughts aren't and that original. Two of then. them. Yes. <laughs> 
that makes sense now. Street fighting Fighters. two places. Oh, yes. Street fight two st- street fight street to fight street to fight, fight to street to fight to furious turbos. Oh man. Um. So they're fighting, and then in the meantime, there's like some fucking Terminator or something. Yes. Scanning them. Did we even see the Terminator at this point, or do we just see the stats? No, we just the see, reticle, we, we see yeah. the scanning. We see yeah. like the green. So something is watching them, but we're not sure yes. what it is yet. Phosphorescent green. And we get some over. very detailed stats, like <laughs> pectorals, 69. <laughs> yes. You know? Yes. Right. And then it says uh, potential fighting capacity for, for Ryu is like 6,500. It is, in is fact. It, I believe it's like 3,000 something. Yeah, I, it's at the very least 3,600. I but can't remember. no one else, as we discover later, is over 3,000, you know? So yes. that's yes. that's huge. Um, So they're, they're fighting, and at some point, it looks like Sagat kind of has the upper hand, and then Ryu does a... Uh, upper a sh- hand? A sh- a sh- ah. a sh- does like a, a shuriken. I also had to look this up, because I knew oh. they incorporated like... Shuriken? Yeah. <laughs> And fucking cuts him with his shuriken, like just like slices him across yeah. the, the well, torso. It's an energy attack, right? I like, guess there's more than just a I mean, fist in he that. did have blue energy surrounding yeah. him. Well, this is one of my first dings for the movie. Actually, is that that you know a lot of the fighting doesn't make a lot of sense, uh-huh. and there's a lot of you know uh, lack of kind of paying attention to uh, the way uh, human physiology works. But we'll get into that more as we go. Actually, no. Let's get into that now because. I think uh, the directors of this film would disagree with you because they actually cut half of that fight where Sagat has more of an upper hand. He's got Ryu lifted up off the ground. He's using his Muay Thai kicks to just keep repeatedly bashing him and Ryu is blocking with his arms. And they said, you know what? This isn't realistic. Sagat is too muscular and would break Ryu's arms. We got to cut it. So they cut a massive sequence right from the first fight only because I'm just gonna so, have so to take, challenge the, take that, Joe. Yeah, realism so, so here everything because, else is well, real well, in this movie. To, to say big, that Sagat's big muscles against Joe. To say that Sagat's muscles could could even scientifically beat of <laughs> over three thousand power Ryu <laughs> is preposterous. No, no, no. You're not gonna change my review of this film. It's a two out of ten. Oh it's a man, two out of ten. Wow. Jeez, not not feeling this one. Um, so he like bats Sagat away with that and then Sagat tries rushing him and then he like charges up a Hadouken and then right before he shoots the oh, Hadouken a, a, a what? A what? A, a Hadouken? Okay, okay. Um, I, for a second there I thought you said Hadouken. The Hadouken. Which One of the, yeah. a, uh, a Kame Kame Mea Mea Ma Mea Ha yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, and then right before he shoots it off a smash cut title card Street Fighter 2 you know where you're at. That's the film. <laughs> That's the subtitle. Yeah. <laughs> Um, then we cut to some government building, which just has like a shitty, like PTA sign overhead that says like drug free or something. Like we want to keep drugs out of, out of town. Well, that's cause like all the arcade games back in the day had that like, you know, live drug free logo. Oh, like on propaganda inside. Yeah. The, like okay. it was, it was a major was thing. Was that like in the stages in Street Fighter? It might've been actually, um, but I'm thinking like in the actual arcades like, oh, okay. on the, on the cabinets, you sure, would have these messages. So we were introduced to this guy. He's just some. He's some politician, right? And he's like walking down like city hall steps. And someone asks him, "Sir, what are your thoughts on the homeless?" To which he says, "Not right now." Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and keeps walking. He's a terrible politician. Yeah. I hate the homelessness <laughs> problem plaguing America. <laughs> Next question. 
Um, and then there's some mysterious cloak figure that's like in the crowd watching him. And then that person rushes them. They then take like their cloak off and it's revealed to be Cammy. Yeah. Who is in the most illogistical uniform it's a military leotard dylan okay, okay. sorry <laughs> true to the video game is the though. beret also mandatory uh, i said yeah. military but yeah. yes also sure. mandatory in, in combat scenarios yes yeah cammy is probably my favorite street fighter character so um that th- this is like her only scene kills me joe just loves the cosplayers well she also kills a dude right does she kill the guy yeah she straight yeah. up kills him she yeah. leaps up over his head grabs his head and twists as she falls so that her momentum snaps his neck on the other side right it's there's got to be easier ways like that, and, and less she like has very powerful legs right so she's using her legs to like push the twist i guess yeah but like imagine a world where like all assassins have to like be within arm's reach of right. their targets which is this world yeah yeah <laughs> and, yeah. and it seems ill-conceived well you gotta understand when you have power levels of up to three thousand, potentially over, we're talking about the ability to like punch through guns, probably punch so. through guns, <laughs> punch through <laughs> the bullets. You still have to be close enough. <laughs> Can you run faster than the bullets? I, I mean, would, I would say almost certainly some of these characters <laughs> yeah. could. Street level, Street Fighter levels are are insane. It's probably a better world than ours in a lot of ways. <laughs> <laughs> I guess. We uh, need to stop punching uh, the Hadouken violence in the schools. Yeah. So fist control is a big debate in America. We 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 learn that Cammy has been brainwashed. Cammy is 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 captured from this assassination, and we find out from Interpol that mm-hmm. uh, uh, Chun Li is a part of Interpol. Right. Chun Li wearing just her normal her outfit. normal video game outfit is an interpol agent and everyone else is in like yeah, suit yeah but she's there in full vibrant blue with yeah. spikes on her what, what is her like thing the the, two, the buns the buns she wraps but, her hair in buns and then covers it with like like weird bun covers, is like, bun covers. is there a name for That's that though? the official name is okay. a bun cover okay um so they find out that cami has been brainwashed by this organization called shadow law right which i find out later is like a mistranslation and oh really in later games it's called like shadulu or something interesting yeah so <laughs> i was looking up i was looking up uh the chun Bun covers and the first thing on youtube I, is if you look up chun li buns what are you gonna find joe the first come on thing on youtube is chung lee buns uh not not chun but chung li big chungus lee who <laughs> It's it, well, I mean, it's, it's it supposed to be Chun oh, Okay, but it's just the just uh, typo. But that's the first result. It's good the job. most powerful sure. result is an incorrect result. <laughs> they know their SEO. Yeah. Um. So we learn that M Bison, head of Shadow Law, is uh capturing, is recruiting street fighters, some of which he is brainwashing. Street fighters becoming terrorists. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the lines in this are so anime. I- Joe is showing showing a a phone. Button covers. I found a forum where somebody asks, "What are the things on Chun Li's heads?" They're bun covers. They're bun covers. Okay. Um. So Chun Li wants to stop M Bison because M Bison killed killed her dad. I forget this. Yeah, this whole there's thing. some. There's something there. Yeah. <laughs> there's <laughs> something sad music. So, so M Bison is recruiting street fighters. Uh, he currently has Sagat, Vega, and Balrog. Right. Um, Balrog being just this, the worst 
the worst, the most problematic depiction of Balrog. Oh, are we going to get into this right now? Are we I ready mean, for it? I mean, he's here. So, uh, the, I actually watched a video on this recently because there's a kind of a similar representation in Dragon Ball Z. Yes. Yeah. Um, I can't remember the next character's name. What is Mr. it? Mr. Popo? Mr. Popo. And the weird thing about this is I watched a video that was kind of dissecting the idea of um, that, that, that was a part of early American cartoons. And... Oh yeah. In Japan, they used old animation to teach animation, and there's this idea mm. that they didn't understand the cultural relevance, the the, the kind of um, improper cultural relevance sure. of those of those animations. So they like they thought, oh, this is how you animate a certain ethnicity, and and maybe by the '90s that awareness was uneven. Right. You know, maybe there were animators who knew this is a little bit spicy, but we're gonna do we're gonna do some bad representation in animation, or maybe there's some who genuinely just thought, well, that's 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 the way pe- cartoonists cartoonize. Yeah. And so it's it's not like a perfect answer by any no, means. No, no, no. I mean, it is shitty that it stuck around for so long. And yeah. It's yeah, yeah. And it's really weird, but but it's not like it's not as if that's the only way they kind of stereotype some of these right. uh, ethnic characters in this movie. Yeah. Um, then again, also I'm surprised there wasn't more actually. But yeah, I don't Japan. Wanna, I don't want to talk about every character, but sure. like right. I'll just we'll reveal a little one that that Vega is not like a French like or no Spaniard. He was a Spaniard, wasn't he? Is that what he was? I, I, I think know. he's from Spain. But I just always imagined him being like a stereotype because i was a child in a time where stereotypes were you know he didn't get that much characterization he, though right yeah but he's just kind of like a non-accented character and oh like, yeah, and then, and yeah a lot he's of just other americanized people. basically yeah it it was probably just not something they thought too much hard about because he was such a minor role yeah. but then again so was balrog but moving on so we find out that we have shadow law recruiting street fighters brainwashing some in the case of cammy uh and we actually see i think m bison's base at this point too, yes. right where yeah, the big. giant uh, head in, in <laughs> cambodia that like yeah, as, that opens is, up it's the, it's one of the most elaborate decorations on a mountainside it's it's a face yeah. that is like it stretches to the sky right. of this you know kind of almost buddha-like figure and uh it splits open and we see his base which is not really that important overall so no, they didn't no. have to at all set up this dramatic thing but, but it's, it, is, it is like there's a lot of employees in there. Yeah, like, it's, it's like a, a popular populated uh, facility. If anything, taking down M Bison is going to cause a lot of unemployment issues. Yeah, so yeah. that's yeah. Should... just like Death Star. Imagine all the the, the cafe, right. cafeteria workers just right. being incinerated. It's a bit of a ding for me. Um, I, I did want to say I thought it's a cool base. I don't know. There's, there's, I mean, the base is cool. It was just yeah. a f- funny. This all this build up. I the two two notes I have from this scene uh, when they're walking into an elevator. Uh, Sagat walks in last, but he's he he decides to walk around everyone to get behind the group so that Bison can be front and center in the front of the camera. And he, they go, they, you see them go down. When the elevator door opens, Bison has his cape grabbed up to his sleeve so that when the door opens, he can just flick it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, it's a nice there's, flourish. There's so much of that like random flourishing and stylistic yeah. moments. But I think the Sagat thing is probably like a. That's probably a Japanese culture thing, right? There are times you're supposed to walk behind someone for respect or authority. And so if you're going to be getting off the elevator in a certain order, you would have to squeeze your way around the back. Neither Sagat nor M. Bison are Japanese. But <laughs> the animators are. The director is. And there's just a culture. There's a culture that is... I don't have to assume. <laughs> I looked up Wikipedia. <laughs> I have the internet. <laughs> um, so... Uh, the scientists at Shadow Law are creating cyborgs that have like video surveillance on them, and they're trying to collect more powerful street fighters. Um, 
and at this point very convoluted concept yeah billion billion dollar robots are the best expense for our secret organization i I completely lost track of why he wanted these fighters i just knew as i watched the movie okay he wants fighters for something presumably it's like street it's like step one street fighters step two question mark step three world domination yes exactly mortal combat i mean uh, clearly he wants to take them and then convert them into assassins though and he considers them the best Fighters oh, the they world. talk about at, at Interpol about how like oh Shadow Law conducts like drug trade and they're like in yeah. the illegal arms business and all this stuff. So it's like it is it's a world domination. It's plot, very though, funny how it's like, but even like you'd feel like a world domination thing would not be concerned about petty crime, <laughs> but yeah. yeah. Well, oh, I weird. see what you're saying because yeah. they do kind of detail so many exploits of Shadow Law, not Shadow Lou. It's weird. That like there's so much detail given to a plot that doesn't really need that much. You're like you don't need to talk too much about what this thing is. Yeah, just be like bad guys bad. I got you. All right. Yeah, bad guys bad. Um, so I, I mean, I think they wanted something more adult than a kid show right. plot. Yeah, but they, they still did. wanted to echo kids show plots. Yeah. I, I mean, it it has the <laughs> I don't want to say maturity, but the uh a, a certain the level maturity rating. Anyway. Yeah, maturity rating. Uh, that's pretty high, but it does have pretty much the logic and consistency of a kid's show yes, in definitely. terms of plot development and scene to scene. So uh, their scientist unveils the robot and then they they watch a uh, the footage of Ryu and Sagat's fight and Bison says he wants to keep looking for Ryu because any man that can quote beat the, beat crap, the crap out of Sagat <laughs> I want found. What kind of line. For, for your, your... Also in front of Sagat which is great. Yes. Like Sagat just has to stand there and be like yeah I'm, yeah, I'm an asshole. Yeah I'm yeah. a piece of shit. <laughs> I like also that for like Bison had been talking so like officiously and callously up yes. to this point, yeah. and then he just kind of like breaks like he beat the crap out of Sagat. <laughs> Whoa! <laughs> uh, we then cut to Ryu practicing his, his Shoryuken on a, a cliff because that's what you have to do when you're a meditative martial artist. You have yeah. to you have to practice in isolated places. Absolutely, I've seen kung fu movies. Okay, <laughs> yeah, um, I know what it's all about. He has a flashback to when him and Ken Masters were trained together uh, as youths, yeah. and uh, there are where super- their designs are based off of the like fighting street first Street Fighter game. Oh, okay, yeah, I'll throw back. Yeah, and so they're like super scrawny yeah. in the flashbacks, whereas Ryu is like ridiculously ripped, like just yeah ridiculously ripped in the modern day he's, yeah yeah he's his impossibly bicep is large like, like the size that, of a cantaloupe still not as ripped as he is in street fighter four and five but he's but getting there like he's close he's, yeah. he's on his way he's yeah. on his way. more so than he looked in the games i feel like for yeah. sure in the, um, game, in the early games in street fighter yeah. two so he has a flashback of ken and himself training together there's like some disembodied sensei who's like giving them advice about shit kind of like completely like, they just didn't want to design the character i feel like because we, we hear the sensei a couple times well, i don't the think film. they even want to design the character like narratively outside of like sensei he, master well but they but it name does seem him, like an animation shortcut almost yeah yeah i think that's probably what it is they name him in uh the little like the, the combat power scan that the robot does oh, okay and it's it's weird because it's a name that is not canonically the name of their master oh really the thing it's the master's master so it's, mm. I wonder if they weren't sure about that plot or what they wanted to do with it, and they were like saving how, it. It's like how Donkey Kong then became Cranky Kong and Donkey yeah, Kong Jr. Right. is the current Donkey Kong. Yeah. I got you. Find out. I, I think there were some, some plans probably to do a sequel at some point, and they were leaving things nebulous there for reasons. Sure. Um, we then get a cut of Ken Masters in the present day. He is driving his uh, sports car 
on highway listening to some sick tunes. Oh my god, what was I? <laughs> yeah, there's like generic like power rock like America riding through the country. It was Alice in Chains? Oh, was it really? Yeah, that's pretty good actually. Yeah. Um, and yeah, <laughs> it, it, like I wonder if that was a localized audio choice and there was something totally different probably. in the uh, Japanese probably. release. It's a little sad if that's the case because I want to know what what theirs, theirs was. was. Yeah. yeah. Um, but yeah, there's a lot of 90s kind of, I don't want to call Alice in Chains butt rock, but it's definitely on the edge. <laughs> yeah. On the edge of butt rock. Can we, can, that's my album. Can, can the Edge of Butt Rock by Nick Nundahl. <laughs> His follow-up to this to the album Sounds of Butt Rock. Yeah. <laughs> um, the, the whole entire like persona of Ken is kind of like the butt rock hero, though. Yes, he's, definitely. He's like 90s American cool guy. But mm-hmm. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. Like it, it, long, flowing blonde yeah. hair. Uh, he's uh, meeting his girlfriend at some like lakeside restaurant and he said he was delayed by quote underestimating his opponent yeah but still beat him yeah, though. yeah but because <laughs> i'm the best but i, I love so how shitty. cool ken is supposed to be and how his voice actor is like i beat him yeah <laughs> <laughs> all right i'm ken yeah. ken masters ken masters here oh god it's a it's a ding for me on, on his voice but he's otherwise really cool um I like how you just said i love it it's a ding yeah <laughs> Uh, so we then get a cut to, I don't know where this takes place. This is somewhere in Asia, right? So it's somewhere in Asia. So, well, they <laughs> that's don't, what they it shows on screen somewhere in Asia, well, they don't either dis- Russia or maybe the Middle East. It could, could be Japan. Well, no, I, I well, know. he's obviously traveling from East to West and like he was in Japan or the, him being Ryu. And now we find him not in India because that's where he arrives later. So he has to be something maybe China somewhere I'm, between. I'm, I'm I, not I, sure. I would assume it's China specifically because of who he fights. Right. So this whole scene is about introducing Fei Long, which you're going to get a lot of characters being introduced that are literally only one in one scene because yeah. they want to introduce it's the monster. Almost, it almost seemed like Fei Long was going to be involved in the plot. Yes. yes. And then Ryu just walks away from him. Yes. yes. <laughs> but when and, he walks away, he says, "We'll meet again, my friend." Which implies that he's going to come back in this movie or some future movie it that does never not. got made. So, like, Here's, he's fun fact. Sorry, go ahead, please. Well, I was just saying. So, just setting up the rest of that scene. Fei Long is an actor. He's like a martial artist turned martial he's, artist. I mean, he's straight up Bruce Lee, right? And so he skips out on a shoot because he goes. He go. He wants to go dick off. Um, <laughs> Whoa. He goes to like. I just got to go dick off today, guys. Yeah. I just, Some days this is my you got to put day. it on the shelf and have a dick off. And he runs into Ryu at the dick off club. Yes. Yeah. Uh, he goes to an underground fighting ring and finds him there. And apparently, Where for some reason Ryu is being dragged yeah, in like the guard against just his throwing will. him There's in. No explanation for yeah. it. No, they say because he was being a smart ass. And yeah. then that's the extent of the explanation. But he's like, I didn't even say anything. Like, he's like acting as well, if. That's what he, smart asses say. Yeah, all right. <laughs> <laughs> so they throw our asses don't say anything <laughs> so they, they they throw him into the ring there's like a huge like eight foot tall dude in there was he just like straight up headbutts the dude right yeah and crushes his face yeah, the dude's nose is caved, caved inwards in. he should be dead the, uh, bone splinters from his nose would have gone into his brain yeah, yeah. that man is dead yeah <laughs> and then fei long's like i want to fight that guy <laughs> yeah which is immediately <laughs> i mean you gotta have respect for that though yeah. right like game, game recognized he game. could kill someone let me in there and then they fight um ryu beats him eventually like fei long seems to have early (laughs) there's a there's a common setup to these fights with ryu where isn't that every martial arts movie sure 
It's the the hero gets down in the end of the fight and yeah. then rises up. He and grabs the grabs the sand as he yeah puts himself back up. I think there's a nice element to this though, where it seems like Ryu is unbeatable throughout 99 percent of the movie. Yeah, um, and then the end kind of has a twist on that, but this is part of it where it's like, oh, I, I guess Ryu is just never going to lose a fight in this because he's just over three thousand right. at this point. He's well, just I mean, well there's, over there's, there's a different class. There's like your general like thug, like street right, who thug, has, like who could get headbutted to death. Yeah, it's like literally, it's like Snatch. Like it's just, it's just fucking Brad Pitt and Snatch, where it's yeah. just like one hit knockout. You don't come in if you're a two hundred power fighter against over three thousand. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're so locked yeah, in on this. Yeah, use your power scanner to find out. Yeah. Um, but yeah, like you said, then Fei Long and Ryu yeah. have a talk afterwards, and Fei Long just like kind of explains everything to to Ryu because Ryu is like yeah. in the dark. So apparently, this- Fei Long knows all about Shadow Law. Ryu right. has never heard of them. It, it, <laughs> Fei Long also knows about this infamous fight between Ryu and Sagat that happened at the beginning of the movie, which apparently right. happened a couple years ago. The Muay Thai Master. Yeah, yeah. Um, and then, <laughs> yeah, like you said. They like kind of just they're just walking through town having this conversation and then there's just a lull in the conversation and then Ryu just like takes a left and <laughs> it just walks away and Fei Lung's just okay like, <laughs> all right just see you someday as easy as he came into my life yeah there he goes super fun fact about Fei Long uncredited Brian Cranston role wow he is the voice of Fei Long you know what I could hear it you can absolutely hear it when you know it yeah, yeah. that's yeah. wow so. Yeah. Um, we now get a shot of a cyborg. I have written here cyborg coast guard because <laughs> there's just yeah. a shot from like a bay and then the scanner thing happening again and they're just scanning a nondescript warehouse yeah. and they can feel the power the power yeah. level inside the warehouse and inside the warehouse Ken is fighting T-Hawk and again here is just T-Hawk's sole scene for the purposes of in- introducing as much as the Street Fighter yes. roster extremely as we can reduced fit. role right. also voiced by Steve Blum uh, who's pretty prolific? He's 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 done Spike in Cowboy Bebop. Okay, okay. He, he okay. was uh, the bad guy in the first season of Korra and lots of other roles. Oh, okay. So uh, weird that he got such a tiny tiny thing. Yeah. Considering he was going to be such a huge voice actor. And when Brian was Cowboy Cranston? Bebop? When uh, when did that? Was that late nineties? Like eight ninety eight. Okay, well, so this is way before that. I, I I can't remember when the Japanese one oh, came, okay. but but yeah. So they they fight. Ken also does a Shuriken and then does a uh, is going to do a uh, Hadoken, but then stops and uh, basically spares T Hawk because and then T Hawk like wants to die. He's like, just <laughs> finish it. Why don't you just finish it? And then he just walks away. Yeah. Um, then we get uh, we cut to India. He, he has that one line right before he before things kick off with him and Ken, where he's angry that Ken compared him to Ryu. But he didn't really compare him to Ryu. He's like, I, the only one who could beat me is Ryu. And he's like, you dare compare me to Ryu? And he's like, no, I was saying the only one who could beat me. <laughs> like, comparing me to Ryu. I don't want to fight you, bro. He's <laughs> got death wish. So strange. T-Hawk is going to be like suicide by cop or something. It's a really, it's a really embarrassing kind of character where he's yes. like, I'm only angry. I'm also, I just want to die. I'm so embarrassed. <laughs> yeah. yeah. It's uh, it's very weird. Now we're in India, where Ryu has apparently oh, wow. we walked, got, walked we got to a huge budget to be in India. Now. Yeah, yeah. Welcome to <laughs> this is our India podcast episode. Um, all the Bollywood video game movies is what we're talking about. So they're in India. 
is this Gandhi or is this just knockoff like, Gandhi giving a speech in this? It was totally Gandhi. Scene. Yeah. I mean, it's like uh, obviously a guy that looks like Gandhi. Yeah. I just don't know if they're implying like. When did Gandhi die? It's like the 70s or 80s, wasn't it? Maybe earlier than that. Yeah, I don't know. I'm not good on. I will look this up. I mean, this world has Fei Long instead of Bruce Lee. Sure. Although they do reference Bruce Lee in Chun Li's little combat profile, but they do reference like the year at some <laughs> point, don't they? He was assassinated in 1948. Oh, okay, okay. So this is definitely Gandhi. We are all idiots. Welcome <laughs> to the podcast. The um, but I don't know. So so background noise, Gandhi. Yeah. And then there's a street fight going on, uh, where it's uh, Dulcim, yeah, and E Honda are in a, in a street fight for like money, right? We get some humanization of Ryu as well. He's not just the world's best fighter. Yes. He's also a super nice the world's guy. world's best dad. Yeah, because when he knocks over a little girl's milk, he buys more milk. Yeah. That's a weird, that's a weird <laughs> phrase. It's, a, it's an odd euphemism. <laughs> I didn't want to get too explicit on this podcast. Yeah, she, he accidentally runs into this girl who's delivering milk to her, her mom and offers to give her money yeah. to buy more milk. And it, it also seems like her mom's like an untouchable cast. Uh, okay, so I, like, I was not unsure. I was unsure what that scene was because her mom, the the girl, trips, spills the milk, immediately looks up, and just at the end of this long like uh, alley, mm-hmm. is her mom just kind of like huddled. huddled. Yeah, and I was like, "What is like her mom sick?" But it makes sense if it's yeah. an untouchable cast thing. Yeah. So the idea is he even gives to the people who are right so low on the totem pole that that. Uh, they shouldn't be touched and and he's such a good guy yeah so like obviously ryu like building up this like wandering samurai wandering you know ninja where does he get his thing. money i'm a little bit angry he steals uh, it from the people clubs, he beats right? up yeah he accidentally gets pulled into the fight clubs and he's like <laughs> i don't want to do this guy oh, you <laughs> yeah all right fair enough i'll take those winnings I'm not yeah he is a street fighter so ryu is here dalsim and e honda are fighting there's also a cyborg Looking real nondescript. Like, obviously, like, you couldn't tell he's a cyborg. Yeah. Half of my face is metal. Don't worry about <laughs> yeah. it. Yeah. It's just, yeah, Which I have is a, a weird thing. That they, can do, they, can, they can make the flesh for most of their body. Yeah. <laughs> budgeting, budgeting issues. Yeah. That's what it was. Um, and so it's just a huge crowd, including the cyborg and Ryu, watching Dalsim and Ihanda fight. Dalsim seems to have the upper hand using his stretchy arms and, and his, like, telekinesis. He then, uh, using his, Telepathy can feel Ryu's power. Yeah, in the in the crowd, another fighting spirit. So he he surrenders the fight. It he, seems he like up. he's going to be like really important to the plot. Yeah, it seems <laughs> like he's going to be like spiritual guidance I need character. To help Ryu find his way. Right. I, oh my! I, I'm done. And, I don't want to fight anymore, man. There's something. There's a huge plot happening here. Yeah, uh, we are but insects in this. But it turned out he just wanted to go to Dick Off. Yes, yeah, true. Another it's true. Dick Off day. Because after he after he gets the fight. He leaves the movie. <laughs> well, he leaves the fight to go talk to Ryu. I feel like the original script of this movie... Well, Dalsim doesn't. Honda does. does. I, I Honda does. Dalsim just leaves. Oh. Dalsim's just out. All of his interest in Ryu means nothing. <laughs> it's never paid off. Oh, my god! Honda's like, hey, you're Japanese. I'm Japanese. We're brothers. <laughs> yeah. Which That line makes no sense. Rich, at first off, like I have a hard time buying that Ryu is Japanese. Oh, I'm okay with that. Yeah, I mean, like, that but isn't. not as hard as a time as I have buying that E Honda is Japanese. What are you talking about? He's, He's a, sumo a sumo wrestler. Uh, he is. A, yes, he is in the sumo wrestler attire. He is a very white dude. He's very yellow in the video game. His uh, hair is in a bun, which mm-hmm. 
makes him very Japanese. Okay. Uh, yeah, except for Chun Li, who's Chinese. Exactly. But she's got double yeah, she's got buns. Two buns. Yeah. That's, that's a, that's and, bun, and bun holders, bun holsters. Japanese. What about Cammy's buns? Cammy doesn't have a bun. She, well, she has a ponytail. She's got buns. It's a braid. She's got two buns. Moving on. <laughs> so, so wait, I I really want to because we're bringing out buns. No, no, no. <laughs> I'm not hung up on that. I'm not like wait, wait, really? I want to talk about buns. No, <laughs> I, Dalsim really doesn't say anything to Ryu. No. <laughs> No. What is the point? It doesn't. It's just. He says, "Have you ever felt a fighting spirit? Have you ever like?" He says all that to Ihanda. Yeah. It seems like he's gonna be really important. And then he doesn't even talk to him. Ghosts. Like he's done. It turns out he was just so distracted. He was like, "Oh, this fight's wasted. Here's another big, powerful fighter coming in. Now I can't fight properly. I'm out." How did I miss? Like, I think I programmed in a scene in my brain just because it's like this feels natural. Well, I feel like the original script for this movie was like would have made it like a five-hour movie. Yeah. Like, right? Um, so weird. So, so then. So then. So E Honda is like super happy for Ryu because somehow he knows that Ryu, like, was the one that caused Dalsim to yeah, forfeit the fight. Also, that. Meanwhile, there's like this sh- black Maybe cattle- Dalsim kind of led E Honda to go talk to this guy because he says, Have Maybe. you ever felt the fighting spirit of another? Maybe. So he's like, Go Have you check ever that out. heard the wolf cry for a new something moon? Yeah. I think it's a blue corn moon. Oh, blue corn? That sounds gross. Yeah. Well, blue corn actually. <laughs> blue corn good. chips, all right. Yeah. So they um so while all this is happening, uh, there is a black Cadillac that rolls up with some shadowy figures in it. Yeah. They then like open very shadowy. Very shadow shadow lawy yeah. almost. So they Shadow open- lawyers. <laughs> the shadow lawyers arrive <laughs> the, the, in the Cadillac. The dreaded shadow lawyers. They open up the door, this guy just rolls out, not a street fighter, or at least is a street fighter, not a named street fighter, not a known street fighter, from what I know. Um, <laughs> runs up the to Gandhi, just punches, punches him, him and twists his head with a single punch. Just dead, just punches him in the throat. Dead. Yeah. Like very anti Gandhi messages. Here. And, then, and then runs off back to the car. There are cops. Cops have witnessed this. Also, Ryu is um is there. Ryu is there, but like Ryu sees the girl. Right. Well, the 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 assassin knocked over the girl. Right. Which and is one of the moments, the only moments in the movie where we see the kind of classic Street Fighter uh, death or, or KO uh, body slam, where she kind of goes horizontal and then like bounces <laughs> yes, on the yes, ground. Yes. The only thing that's missing is the. Ooh, ooh, ooh. So that happens. Ryu like sees that and he's like, I need to stop this guy because he knocked over. I don't know if he's connected that he just committed an assassination on, yeah. a, on a very vital figure. Um, but also guards are chasing him. The guys that drove this dude up see all this happening and like they're like no fuck that and just well the dude gets shot first by the cops he gets shot by like in the leg right so he's like limping over so they know he's not gonna make it at this point so they just roll down the window like just take out like a tommy gun or something yeah yeah dude just dead most violent scene in the movie for sure you got the punch on gandhi and then just bullet holes in this guy and blood everywhere and so ryu sees all this and then decides to intercept the car by standing in front of the car as it's zooming it's down the so road badass. <laughs> leaps into the air and then just like dive kicks yeah. into the front windshield like both feet like. Yeah. i mean this is a guy who doesn't wear shoes right. ever so just callous like super yeah. callous feet hobbit feet yeah, yeah. um real hobbit feet <laughs> that's what they call him yeah uh, so yeah, and then that because we're brothers line though will stick with me forever. <laughs> and when Honda <laughs> comes up, yeah, we Japanese fighters have to stick together because we're brothers. 
funny. What does it mean? What is it? They're well, not I, brothers. I, I, strictly a, a, a national pride and shared. But that would brother unity. Of Japanese man, <laughs> you're a kung fu man. I'm a sumo boy, but we're brothers. We're brothers to the Very end. Very traditional Japanese singing by Joe Wetmore there. We then cut back to Shadow Law HQ. They are. They have gotten the footage of Ken. Bison is convinced that Ken is perfect for what they want for their project. Mm. Um, someone I forget who asked, but someone asks, "What about Cammy? Because she's in still in mm-hmm. Interpol custody." Bison says, "Quote: I don't give a shit about yeah. Cammy." He acts like he doesn't care, but then they're like, "Why don't we just kill her?" And he says, "Not yet." Like he's got plans, right? Which like goes like, right back into what Joe said about her being a clone. Mm. I think he knows. I think that shit was laid in, and they were like going to have a payoff in a sequel. Do something about it. Yeah. So, and then this is where they confirm that the Kami was MI six, and she got brainwashed, and that's when she did the the all the assassinations for Shadow Law. Um, we are now at an Air Force base where Guile works. Uh, Guile being introduced earlier in the in the movie, um, being approached by Chen Li and random Interpol dude, uh, asked to join them to defeat Bison. Uh, Guile has a vendetta against Bison because Bison killed Charlie Nash um, and and killed Chun-Li's dad. So they, they have their vendettas. Yeah, but Guile wants to work alone. Right. Also, Bison's mine. A lot of good sexism here from Guile. <laughs> yeah. Good sexism. <laughs> yeah. Does that oh, name of this episode? No. Um, <laughs> Guile being like, move your cute butt. And he, I, like, I can't stand women that chatter because yeah. Chun-Li is still trying to convince him to join them. And then they fight. Sort like, of. They have like a spar. It's, it's yeah. It's it's not much of a fight. It's mostly her dodging him. Right. And uh, um, but you miss like she argues with him. He walks away from her. She calls him brushhead. Yeah. <laughs> which I, yeah. It's pretty right. fitting. And during that moment where she calls him brushhead, her eyes are completely crossed. Yeah. It's they, just, <laughs> who they, drew that cell? Who th- well, said this? Well, she's like is- that a couple of times. Like whenever mm-hmm. she shows like consternation or like, yeah. huh? She like, yeah. I mean, they're, they're less cross well, than they are just like kind of focusing like down and like, it's, sh- it's they, major they, they cross to establish her as like a young girl because they're yeah, setting right. up this kind of young girl, uh, vet, old vet kind of dynamic. But also she's an Interpol agent. <laughs> right. But she's, but she's really only risen to the ranks to kind of avenge yeah. her father. So she's, but so she's still got this like younger she's quality. She's a career they woman. Try tried right? to capture her like young girlness, I think, by making her kind of silly. Yes. yes. And that's a, it's, it, it's it just very, comes weird. Off very weird. But also very weird. weird given a later scene. Yes. Mm. Oh yeah. Yeah. So, young girl. So they, um, younger girls. So oh, they, they, gross. So they decide to work together. They then go. I don't know why they decided what 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 they were doing. This DJ is in the scene. They go find DJ. I forget why because he has knowledge. They says him. vaguely that he knows something. Oh, and well, also yeah, he's like he's, he's a pretty targeted. good fighter. He might be targeted. Right. Let's go see if we can get a lead. Basically, right. he's just investigating at right. this point. So cameo for DJ. DJ's throwing some like thugs, some ruffians out of yeah. a club. Um, if you can't dance to the music, <laughs> then you got to go. And so Chun Li and Guile are like running down the street while DJ is like roughing up these guys. One guy pulls a knife out, thinks he's got him, and then Guile runs up to DJ. So DJ is like, "Whoa, white military guy! <laughs> I gotta <laughs> kick him too. He's obviously like not gonna trust me." Um, so he like spins a kick in his direction. Guile catches it. Yeah, and uh, then they talk. 
and they talk they, they warn dj about cyborgs and they're like where are there gonna be cyborgs at they're like there are no cyborgs and there's, there's literally, literally one right there <laughs> there's one across the street just like standing there just like dead-eyed staring at them like, i feel yeah. like wasn't he like standing on like a like a light too like like one of the like the weird like signs or whatever it was just no he was standing on the on the on the, on sidewalk, the sidewalk yeah but he had like oh he was on the sidewalk. yeah but he had like clothes like he had like a very like stereotypical like trench coat like incognito trench baseball coat. cap pulled down yeah. over his face and, and chun lee is like red glowing eye yeah DJ, <laughs> dj's like where where are their cyborgs and chun he's just standing next to this one like here's one and then just punches the head off yeah knocks it clean off which is fantastic which then um dj says i'll be a son of a bitch what the hell is that tin man on steroids yeah which is a good line yeah um and then they're like okay well we got a we got a we got rid of the the immediate threat there are no cyborgs here then camera pans up and there's one hiding second cyborg on the roof second cyborg <laughs> oh no <laughs> just classic <laughs> well, that's what i could do yeah, i forgot exactly. all about the one down below yeah. and uh, a lot of cyborgs in this movie there, there is. are they, almost like the cyborgs are the main characters they put a lot of effort into making the cyborgs seem almost menacing in the way they stalk but everyone they just watch but they just like, watch and then routinely get the shit kicked out of them yeah <laughs> um so the cyborgs up there and it's scanning that we see the cyborg's point of view spends a little bit too much time scanning Chun Li's yeah cleavage. There's even a moment that shortly follows where they're reviewing that footage and it's like zoomed in on her crotch. And Bison's like, "What do you think about this?" <laughs> <laughs> he, he literally says that. I want to beat the crap image. out of that. <laughs> <laughs> but that's shortly after. Yes. Um. We then see Balrog at some um. A fancy party like he's like there's like a bunch of like crime lords at this party he's basically just like doing work for shadow law like in one of their like official capacities as i understand this scene has no plot value no it yeah. just is to have a fight between zangief and blanca and blanca yeah. right right which they they pronounce zangief's name weird it's like zangief yeah zangief which it's, that's how he's done in like all the games with audio as oh, well okay. i'm pretty sure okay um zangief or something like that also a really good point where Z- Zangief, like, there's, it's like an underground fight, and they're like, have they just unleash these two fighters? And there's the part where Zangief is like posing, and then he sees Balrog, points at Balrog, and Balrog just smiles, and he's in a tux, and he just flexes his pecs, yeah. and then like pops a couple buttons off of his, yeah. sh- his well, it's shirt. It's a show, it's clearly yeah. a show, right? It's just very weird, like. Do they know each other? Is this going to play? Is this, again, not Are doing anything? Are they romantically anything? involved? Right. Can <laughs> I see that movie? I want to see that movie. OTP. Um, but, like, again, does nothing other than, like, here are some more cameo yeah. appearances. Well, it's at this point that I realize that what we're watching is basically fight porn. It's just <laughs> yeah. a little bit of plot, fight, a little bit of plot, fight, a little bit of plot, fight, and then the next scene <laughs> not even fight porn at that point it's yeah. just regular porn almost yeah. when we get young silly impressionable chun li yeah, yeah. unknown aged chun li for a super prolonged shower scene right it's interesting because it, it always is like okay now let's peel back and just do a nice like scrolling shot of the environment around her and okay now back to the shower yeah scroll down okay now it, it, it goes on it's for like two so minutes long. straight yeah so <laughs> like vega has been tasked by bison to go kill 
Chun Li, right? They're not trying to capture. It's not her. even explicit. He just says, "Go do something nasty." Uh, but I, I right. do want to go back to this moment because this is one of my favorite Bison moments in the movie. Oh. When he's talking to uh, Vega, he 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 goes on a little thing, and then he's like, "Okay, now go do something really nasty." And then he says, with no one else saying anything back to him, "Enough." <laughs> <laughs> Stop talking. Stop talking. I'm talking. <laughs> just has to establish dominance every like <laughs> every 30 Vega minutes or so. Say anything in the scene as M. Bison talks to Vega. Yeah, Vega has not spoken this entire movie right. so far. He just has his mask on, walks around shirtless with his like his claw in his mask. Yeah. Yeah. His they- purple pants. <laughs> purple pants man as one does you yeah. gotta think that that mask must smell terrible and oh yeah like, oh yeah all that breath in there just condensing for hours and hours and hours it's beautiful so it's fine yeah well that's probably how he keeps it fresh keeps him well, got a lot of good moisture on his face so yeah so we're in chun li's apartment um guile is driving trying to give chun li a call just to like i guess like catch up like Status report kind of thing. You won't believe what I just saw on the side of the street. Two bunnies hopping down the city. Wow. Chunley, Chunley, you there? This is important. <laughs> Hello? So angry she won't answer her phone. <laughs> Which, if she were just still in her shower, it would be the same. <laughs> right. Right. Like, if it wasn't a... A, 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 a peril moment. Yeah. 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 So, so Chunley in the shower, yes, like there's a shot of Chunley's butt. And you're like, all right, well, fine, yeah, I guess. But, okay. Like, PG-13, that's mm-hmm. fine. Cuts away, showing the rest of the apartment, showing Vega's like super presence. slow, soft music. Yeah, cuts back. Nope, those are breasts. Yeah, those are just a just, long shot. Just turns out that wasn't shot. a butt. That was breasts. <laughs> <laughs> I, I guess the whoever was uh, rating this movie just like fell asleep during it. I was like, ah, it's a cartoon. It's yeah, probably whatever. PG-13. Yeah. We we definitely miss an opportunity to re- reference Chun Li's buns again, though. Just now. Well, so. well, she wasn't wearing any bun covers. That's true. <laughs> during this scene, thank you. Yeah, <laughs> so. So Chen Li takes a shower. She goes into her her bedroom. She's like drying off. She's like in a bathrobe. <laughs> she's I forget what Vega is in the rafter. So there's like like yeah, exposed she's rafters got, yeah. in this in this apartment. Vaulted ceilings. Yeah. Yeah. And what like the lamp shakes or something? Something something like alerts her to the presence of Vega. It was just like a groan in the wood, but it was something like that. Something like that. Yeah. She immediately looks up, sees Vega there, like stalking her. It just lets out the most guttural yell. It's not exactly a scream. Mm. It's just like, ah! <laughs> and then Vega just like pounces down on her, and they start this huge fight, which is probably one of my favorite fights. It's a, yeah, it's, it's a brutal fight. It's so brutal. It's you, so violent. It's, you feel the effects of him like cutting her up. Like, yeah. like she, at one point, she's like blurring her vision, and it's like, oh yeah, because yeah, of her blood. You lost loss. that much blood. And like she has like wounded leg, but it's still she still gets to be super badass. Yeah, right. she's yeah. not like a total damsel. Yeah. It's, right, I mean, right. she is it's wearing red. you know uh, like a post shower outfit, so, so it's like panties and a t shirt around. Yeah, yeah. But. So there's so they're fighting throughout her apartment. Rachel walked in during this scene and she was like, "Ooh, nice crotch shot." <laughs> <laughs> and so uh, there's a Guile is still on the phone, <laughs> trying to call Chun yeah. Lee. Right, um, the phone is ringing. Someone gets thrown into the phone and knocks the receiver right. off, and so th- he hears the sounds of a struggle. Yeah, yeah. and so he's like Chun Li, and then just nice. like, like <laughs> she's having a fun time. That's why she's not answering the phone. And then we just, all love fighting. Just takes a huge U turn, just like to get over to Chun Li's apartment. But Chun Li is still still fighting. And there's a point where yeah, so Chun Li's losing blood. She's like her vision's blurring. Um, is 
kind of on the outs in this fight and then like kind of gets a second wind and picks up a couch <laughs> one handed i'm pretty sure <laughs> and throws it effectively <laughs> throws like, it at vega and figures like Sh- shit <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> It works. Like, you can't imagine throwing a couch and having it work. Yeah. <laughs> but, yeah. And then, uh, at some point, Vega has taken his mask off to, like, I don't know, show himself as, yeah. like, a, a real th- threat. They're fighting. It's, he wanted to lick the blood off of his oh, blades. The, oh, yeah. I forgot yeah, that. That long, like, drawn-out shot of his tongue, like, curling around his blade. Yeah. He just needed a little bit of a... <laughs> kind of effect. You know, he needed to... So one of my favorite parts of this is when they start fighting after she throws the couch and I think Vega like gets thrown to the floor and Chun-Li just puts her foot on his face and it like crunches and, and twists and twists and like ah. bruises his face. Yeah. And he's like, my beautiful face, which is what he says in the games. When you like beat him after oh, yeah. a fight, he's like, oh, his mask is broken and he's holding his face and he's my beautiful face is like his little in-game quote. So. And he's like, you bitch. And then yeah. freaks out. Yeah. And then they keep fighting, but Chun Li, like, obviously has the upper hand now. Throws the dude out of a window. No, no, no. Not out of the window. Oh, through Kicks the wall. Him through the wall. Right. Knocking yeah. out a huge chunk of this very thick wall, as we right. see in a moment when doing, you guys see. Doing the classic Chun Li, like, yeah. like kick. rapid fire kick. I yeah. wish I knew f- names of these moves, but yeah. The one you know. Yeah. Yeah. The classic. The thousand buns kick. Thousand buns. Thousand buns strike. <laughs> and yeah, just. Sends her, sends him flying, and then Guile has like since not parked his car, just drove onto the curb, yeah. run up to the apartment, kicks open breaks the door, breaks the door for no reason, breaks at this the point. door open, like Fight's what the over. fuck, Guile? You could, yeah, just knock, please. And just like observes the scene, he's like, huh, oh, okay, I guess my work and wasn't. Chun Li gets hospitalized. Right. This, this actually comes up to my favorite Guile moment in the movie. Chun Li is is like you know heavily hospitalized, and he's like, I know you'd hate this, but. I'm going to get revenge, not just for my, my buddy who died, but also for you. And then it pans over to him holding up his arm. He's just like, flexing, flexing for no so hard. <laughs> it's the origin of weird flex, but okay, as far as I'm concerned. It, Gotta it's, flex under, over this unconscious woman. Why is he doing it? No one else is in the room. It's He's just like, I'm going to. And his arm is up in a completely unnatural flex pose. Guile has transitioned from toxic masculinity to moral masculinity, yeah. where he's now associating the only symbol he can his pure manly strength with his honest promise to chun li might still be toxic it's <laughs> a, a little putting, toxic putting yeah. that out there yeah so at this point um interpol is telling guile that they should keep an eye out for both ryu and ken because they could be helpful in their fight against shadow lawn uh we now get a cut back to ken again in his car yeah his wicked ass convertible dodge viper whatever it is corvette sure. no it's a corvette okay. it, it says corvette on it um he's with his girlfriend ken gets a flashback to his training with ryu like mid-drive and then just starts drifting into oncoming traffic yeah well yeah that that, when he wakes up from the flashback which we should still talk about the flashback too because i think it's important but when he wakes up from the flashback he is like driving straight at a truck yeah it's a capcom truck for whatever reason, they mm-hmm. were like, put the logo on a truck. <laughs> God deliver these, these yeah. SNES Cat, cards yeah. somehow. But he nearly kills them for sure. 
And his girlfriend's like, Ken, what are you doing? And they, you know, pull away. And then they just kind of laugh about it. Again, yeah, like, I should have said oh. yes to your marriage proposal. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And then Ken, like, says, like, you should marry me. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I nearly killed you because I wasn't paying attention. I'm definitely the stable guy you need to be with. <laughs> yeah. And she's like, we've never even talked about marriage. <laughs> so, so, and then, so what was the flashback about? I forget. The flashback is Ken and Ryu training. Ryu gets, gets knocked hurt. back and falls down a, like, rock face. Oh, yeah. Ken He's like rushes about the, up. About the, he, no, they're jumping over it. Like, they're making leaps. Sure, yeah. Ken rushes up, though, and is like, are you okay? And they're showing, like, the brotherly concern there between these guys. And then he, Ryu's got blood trickling down his forehead mm. and tears off a piece of red fabric ties it around Ryu's head and he's never taken it off since. (laughs) It's so dirty. (laughs) Ryu, please wash your headband. It still has dried blood on it. The entire thing is blood now. Yeah, It's It's, the origin of the headband though. There is another scene actually where where Ken and Ryu jump over a, a gap and Ken falls and Ryu picks him up. Yeah, um, and yes. I can't remember if it's that one or not. No, I think I think the one Earlier. Nick's talking about is the one where they're fighting on the steps, and yeah, yeah Ryu yeah. gets kicked but, down. But both of those are flashbacks that, that kind of establish, man, they, these two boys, they brotherly love. They, they are yeah. Japanese, as far as I'm concerned. <laughs> <laughs> so, so Ken drops his girlfriend off. They like, you know, toy around with the idea of marriage, and then he drives off. Um, gets buzzed by a plane, like a plane just like swoops, like yeah. just right overhead, and he's like, "What are you doing, you bastard?" Like an asshole yeah. or something, yeah. Um, and the plane like comes down to like a low hover because they can do that apparently, and uh, M Bison is in it and asks him to join Shadow Lawn or Shadow Law, Shadow Lawn, Shadow Lawn, L- Law. Oh my Shadow Lawn, Ken. <laughs> Would you like to join my team of expert lawn care providers? Yeah. Um, uh, Ken says, no, I don't want to manicure lawns. I want to be yeah. the famous dude that I am. And then Bison just like, it's okay. And then telepathically lifts him up out of right. his car and puts him on the wing of the plane. And then they fight. And they get this. Bison declares that he has psycho power yes which is how he can defeat everyone one of the first like time that. one of the first multiple times in like the back end of this movie that he needs to let people know about his psycho powers right or someone else needs to let someone else know about psycho power psycho power very important I, it's interesting to know that we never ever get bison's motivation at all in this movie he's just he's domination just evil. Yeah, he's just <laughs> evil man so uh he and ken fight um bison can levitate bison can dodge his attacks easily uh ken then does a hadoken which bison readily reflects back to ken and knocks him back into like the bent up part of the plane wing <laughs> um and then just captures him um is this when he does no, no no and then it was later on when he takes him back to hq and does the the brainwashing? Yeah, it's shortly after that. Yeah, right? yeah. In, incorporating his psycho power and just like flashes images of Ryu and like Ryu is bad, Ryu is bad, Ryu is bad, and then channels his psycho power, which is like purple, and then like yeah. electroshock therapy, brainwashing. Kind also, of a naked Ken, but a kind of a, a Ken doll situation. <laughs> smooth, very smooth pelvis region for naked Ken. Not a he's manscaping. He's he joined my manscaping business. <laughs> Did I miss something? 
Ken is naked in a chair yeah, being brainwashed. He doesn't have a penis? He doesn't have a penis. Does he not have a penis or do they just or not show tucked? the penis? <laughs> is it tucked under? No. It's one of the two. Or he made It's f- very smooth. Or down how about flesh colored underwear? So uh Bison has brainwashed Ken. We now cut to Ryu climbing a cliff, and at the top of the cliff is like a hut with E Honda. <laughs> Because E Honda, out of, brothers. All, out of all the characters yeah. that had to stick around, it had to be E Honda. So strange to me. Well, obviously, the only reason they had they had to keep E Honda was because they needed a pairing off of each right. of the fighters. Right. Yeah, later. they did. I mean, E Honda is one of the most classic characters in the franchise. One of my favorites to play as, um, but it is just a weird story character to bring through. Like, like why not Delsim? Delsim would have been the one, right? The most sensible. So Ryu's up there training, and he has a flashback to another training. I believe this is when he gets his head gashed open. Yeah, I think you're right. Uh, oh, okay. And the previous one was them jumping across a okay. cliff and Ken uh, either catching whim. him. Well, either whim. Those two boys is, is tight. <laughs> they, they tight. Guile has come. He has followed Ryu via helicopter to alert him about Bison's plans. And then Bison shows up right with, with his crew like, like because he's tracking guile oh okay yeah all right makes so sense he he's like he led us perfectly to him it, so, yeah it is kind of like just the like oh now it's final fight time right because yeah. yeah. i like time is reaching <laughs> I, I, I like run the clock here boys grab a snack from the kitchen and i came back and i was like oh <laughs> movie's over everyone's here <laughs> yeah smash bros ultimate time yeah um so uh bison has showed up have following guile so it is guile ryu and honda matched up against bison uh balrog balrog and 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 evil ken evil ken for sure or violent violent ken i believe is what he's referred to as in the games you're right um and so it's bison versus guile balrog versus honda and ken versus ryu um uh, Guile opens up with a sonic boom and literally says sonic boom like he's a Pokemon. That's what it does, in the, what games. does in the game. Yeah. And, sonic boom. <laughs> and just demolishes the house that Honda and Ryu were living in. Just <laughs> boom. Just gone. <laughs> just, just shattered to splinters. Yeah. Uh, Balrog and, and E Honda do like a little bit of fighting. Um, they're both pretty big heavyweights. And then I think Honda just bull rushes Balrog. And then they just roll off the cliff. I was yeah. like, oh, they're dead. Yeah. yeah. Like, all right. Well, they, we just killed off these guys. They don't matter anymore. Right. And then Bison tries to use his psycho power on Guile. I don't think to brainwash him, but just to like electrocute him. Right. Right. Yeah. Um. So Ken in this fight beats the shit out of Ryu. Not only because is Ken as good as Ryu, but also Ryu refuses to fight back. Right. Like that, he, I mean, I think that's really the key. It's not right. that he's as good. Because they, they, they've got similar levels in their little combat stats. Yeah. But Power Ryu's levels. potential is so much higher is sure. what they talk about. Right. Um, and so Ken is kind of having this weird like Manchurian candidate moment where he's like trying to still follow orders, but keeps having like, like flashbacks to like, friendship. Yeah. yeah. They actually <laughs> Stop. Really, my, one of my favorite lines for Ken, uh, he, he, hears, he, he goes back to his like hut where the sensei was and he's like, uh, I've got to go now, sensei. And the sensei is like, one final lesson. The only way to win is to look beyond victory. And Ken, there's a little moment of silence and he says, I don't get it. <laughs> what? <laughs> Vic, no, I, I, I'm going to go win a lot of matches now. Yeah. Uh, so Ken 
through these flashbacks and through Ryu speaking, breaks out of his trance, breaks out of his hypnosis. And throughout all this, some really good Ken screaming. Just like a... Ah! That's like, a lot of that. Like whenever yeah. like he like breaks out of his brainwash, whenever he gets hit really hard. Like a lot of good stuff. Um, and while, while he's struggling, though, Bison is now kicking the shit out of Ryu because Bison pretty much just threw Guile off a cliff also. Right. So but, Guile is dead. So, so they basically use the same background cell as when Honda and Balrog fell off, but we cut back to Guile just being like up against a tree. Yeah. Like, like he was thrown and it looked like he was thrown off the cliff, but now he's just like resting up against a tree, like just kind of out of it. Like not dead. Obviously not dead because he's like like half conscious, like what? mm. what's happening? Um, but yeah, so like uh, Ryu and Bison fight. Uh, when Ken snaps out, Bison kind of zaps Ken and then Ryu and Bison fight each other. But Bison... Again, cycle power. Yes. Can levitate. And he is just like blocking every attack. Also, I really like Bison's move style because he just like kind of like strikes a pose and then Very just much in the levitates yes. away the and then just like side swipes for you with like his feet. Yeah. My favorite moment, the, the, it's almost like genius level animation. This one moment where they like throw Bison, they like hit him and they throw him, and then you just see his feet do the kick. It's yeah. like a close up on his feet, and you see him do the kick right before the ground, and like the force of him hovering before hitting the ground. And it's like, oh, that's actually a really good shot yeah, where yeah. you can like, you know, he's hovering because and you know you've seen him do that position before, and it's like, oh man, yeah, it's like a pile driver. It was a very physical kind yeah. of stop, yeah. and I was like, and it, it was like, oh god, that's a good, that's a good shot. So Ryu is still getting the shit beat out of him. Yeah. And Ken eventually, uh, like you said, like his sensei, the words of his sensei and everything, he is like meditating on this stuff and eventually uh, comes back to aid Ryu. Yeah. And at this point, Ryu has not landed a single blow on Bison. Like Bison has like not right. taken a hit. Yeah. And so now Ken and Ryu are fighting Bison and now they've landed a couple of blows on them. Um <laughs> there's a really good i think it kind of makes you wonder why bison didn't just do everything himself right right why he is not just yeah. like a one-man army killing everyone well he can't punch through guns <laughs> what is his He's potential real. power level? psycho power not <laughs> yeah psycho power there's a really good shot where ryu is is fighting and, and bison grabs ryu with one hand but like cinches on his temples like yeah. like fingers on temples on the other side of his head picks him up and then just slams him into the ground mm-hmm. via his temples brutal very good um ryu gets some quick jabs on on bison mostly mostly what ken and ryu have in this in this fight is speed and what bison has is just like raw stamina and power and teleportation and teleportation <laughs> yeah it's just it's power it's a good message for kids embrace psychoism but bison, magician. bison pegs Ryu to the ground, and Ken does his signature spinning kick. I forget what it's called. I like some pound cake. Is that? <laughs> I like some pound cake. Yeah, it's from a uh, Ego Raptor animation. Oh, yeah. and um, that knocks Bison off of Ryu. Ryu does a Shoryuken, and then they do a double Hadoken together. Ken and Ryu pushing Bison back into his plane. And then the plane just explodes <laughs> with Bison in it. And then, so that is the end of Bison, basically. I have a note here, and I don't even, I didn't take good notes, apparently, because I don't know who said it. But at some point during that fight, someone screams, I'll show you action. 
<laughs> so that's the level of script Let's writing we're dealing with. on. I'll show you action. And uh, at this point, we also find out that uh, Ehonda's fine. He's carrying Balrog, who is presumably yeah. also fine. Yeah. Uh, Guile and, and is fine. Guile, right? Guile is fine. Yeah, yeah, no one died except for Bison. It's pretty nice of Ihana to be carrying Balrog yeah. in that moment. Like he, yeah. well, he felt just... bad that his that his people animated him a certain way. <laughs> he was like, you know, at least I can do. <laughs> I'm going to be more culturally sensitive than the right, animators. Yes. Um, and so then we get some kind of like parting shots of helicopters flying to Shadowlawn, some tomahawks being it's a fired, sad. just boom, just they, blowing they it up. They blow up this facility like, with this, this like gorgeous ornate Tibetan like face carved into the, it. There's a, there's a Tibetan artist who lives below it who's just like, oh man. I mean, <laughs> yeah. I didn't know. That I like I was how he's, he's not pissed off. He's just like mildly bummed. Yeah, <laughs> he's like, oh, okay, it was his life's work. He's <laughs> yeah. like ninety, and he's just watching it get decimated by missiles. But. You know, he's Buddhist, so he's like, well, everything has to yeah. end. So, yeah. uh, Guile goes back home and he gets a call from the hospital and they say, like, something's happened to Chun Li. This then, is the shittiest thing he in then, the whole movie. He then, again, freaks out, ignores every traffic law in existence to get to the hospital as quick yeah. as possible. Then what he if he died in a car accident on the way there for <laughs> he, this? He then just. Drives over the curb, like into the lawn in the hospital. Like, yeah. does not give a shit. Like, if, if Chun Li is in trouble, I'm yeah. getting there by, you know, any means by necessary. Hook or crook. Like, it's, it's, it's done. He runs into Chun Li's hospital room, and Chun Li is there dead, dead on the bed. And I think he says something. He gets upset. He, like, apologizes. Yeah. And then Chun Li's like, just, We did it, kid. I'm sorry I wasn't here soon enough, but we did it. And Chun Li's just like, Just kidding. So fucked up. <laughs> I think it's actually per- they're perfect and, for each other. Like I would love to see the Guile Chun Li buddy cop movie. Well, yeah, I mean they they are written to be perfect for each other, but in a real world, they're just assholes, both of them. <laughs> yeah, assholes are perfect for one another. Yeah, don't don't it- brush head and buds. <laughs> yeah, the cop files. <laughs> <laughs> and so so that's basically where all the characters end off it's we have yeah ken and ryu weird tickling scene with guile and yes, chun li yes, after that like too. she giggles and it's guile weird. raises him up raises they're like a up. father-daughter thing are, are they are they yeah just a daughter that we saw naked whatever yeah weird hey <laughs> hey yeah Not, nothing to be said after that hey. <laughs> so we then get a. Uh, Ken and Ryu are at like some gas station in the middle of nowhere. Like not exactly sure where they are, how they got there. Wandering in the middle of nowhere is kind of a kung fu trope. Right. Sure. I, I get that. It's just there's no real apparent like A to B. Mm-hmm. Like are they near where the final fight was? Are they back in America? It Were they seemed un- American, but yeah, that might did. just be me. Then uh, they, they, they share some words. Eliza, who is Ken's girlfriend comes to pick ken up in his corvette that he left in the middle of nowhere ken and ryu kiss yes yeah, so they they share a final kiss um i think ken says something to the effect of like i'll see you next time or we still have a score to settle or something like that yeah. about about they need to see who's the more powerful fighter they uh so and then ryu kind of returns to to wandering the earth with his knapsack and in, in hand and he just psych starts, <laughs> and then they start rolling the credits and then there's just this 18 wheeler that rolls up with like zombie bison in it. Cause well, he, I don't, I just think he just didn't die. No, I, cause he has like green skin. There is like a dark bison character in the video games. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know his name. I don't know what it, you know, 
But he's yeah. got like gray skin. Yeah, in he has game. like some pallor to his 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 skin tone. But he is just driving this eighteen wheeler up behind Rio and goes, <laughs> and then Rio turns around and sees it, jumps up to kick the eighteen wheeler, yeah. freeze frame in midair of him about to kick the eighteen wheeler, and final shot of the movie, fade to black. Yeah. I like how that movie completely upends any success that they had, really. Like, sure, right. Shadaloo is gone, but the most powerful component of Shadaloo is still just alive. Also, the fact that Bison was like, I could not best Ryu hand to hand, so my solution is an 18 wheeler. Yeah. <laughs> I am going to run my him psycho over. power won't work, but <laughs> this truck will. With American ingenuity. Yeah. Mac is helping me out with this one. Meanwhile, they don't care. They're like, nope, I'm going to kick it. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah, it just, <laughs> doesn't affect them at all. Just, uh, yeah. So all in all, I like this movie. Yeah. <laughs> it's a it, fun, it's a fun time. It, I mean, I think for being such an early video game movie, it nailed being a video game. Like right, it, followed, yeah, it was true to the, the, yeah. the, the story of what it the, was. Covering. The plot was very Saturday morning cartoon. The maturity level was very not, but, I'm okay with that. Like I, I kind of like those kinds of stories. This kind of chain and balled the movie though for me because a lot of the scenes were just kind of thrown in. Yes, a lot that's of the, the character problem. development right. was was cut short by that. A lot of the characters didn't have any arcs or any kind of character development or any kind of purpose. Yeah. Well, I think they feared, and apparently for good reason, that they would not get a second movie right. out of this. So we need to put as much fan service in the single movie as we can because we can't just have Ken Ryu Guile. Chun Li and Bison. I think that's a safe way to not get a sequel and to just be a movie that gets mostly forgotten to history. Yeah, and the well, more risky thing they would were have supposed been to have an American theatrical release, and they just didn't. And just that's another thing that killed. Yeah, and no one like really knows why that is. I mean, obviously somebody knows, but someone it, out it, there. It, yeah, but it's not like public knowledge as to why it was like very short term canceled for theatrical release. Um, but to me, it's just fight porn. It's not yeah. two out of ten. I see. I would give it. A two out of a possible Street Fighter two. Mm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. What's your score, Dylan? Um, uh, alpha out of Turbo. Turbo. Alpha out of Turbo. <laughs> <laughs> Dash Rainbow Edition. You know, yeah, we need to, we need to cherish these movies, the ones that are true to the actual stories of the video games. Because I'm going to tell you what, there's going to be a lot that aren't like that. Yeah, so well, we that's what we're here to do for you, the viewer, the listener, l- the viewer, <laughs> the viewer, listener, staring at your podcast app while you listen to the this. whole time. Yeah, <laughs> eyes locked, <laughs> just, just watching that 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 red dot go yeah. across the line. Yep. Um, next time we'll be watching Double Dragon, an- another film I've never seen, nor a series I've ever played. Oh, so I'll uh, I'm 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 I'm. Holding it to you guys. We should to, uh, give it a little play before give it a little too. Go. Just give it, play yeah. A little Realize how dragon. impossible it is. <laughs> <laughs> uh, here's a interesting one. And do, do you know the? Do you know? Have you seen Iron Chef America? Yes, I believe so. The chairman from that is one of the main characters in Double Dragon. Yeah, one of the brothers. So he's the guy who like reveals the secret ingredient okay. and goes, oh, oh, "Oh, yeah." He is one of the main characters. So look forward to that. Okay. Yeah. All right, well, tune in for Double Dragon, but until next time... Enough! <laughs>